Hello and welcome to the Win-Win Effect podcast with your host, Chris Ross. This is the show for anyone that wants to drive productivity and maximize potential in any industry. Let's take a moment. Have you ever wondered about the psychology behind the persuasive marketing driving you to take action, sometimes on products you never thought people would buy? Well, that's just what makes this podcast stand out from the others. On these episodes, Chris will break down proven strategies that his companies use to respectably enroll prospective students into the correct programs to achieve overall business success and fulfillment in life. You will get a rare centralized look into both sides of the buyer-seller relationships that I'm sure anyone tuning in will receive massive value from to implement instantly. There are huge quantities of informational material from companies just trying to sell products, but not many giving you the right information on how to build companies from solid foundations, focusing on customers actually winning as the outcome. The Win-Win Effect podcast is a character-based code for human interaction and collaboration in business. Time is the only non-renewable resource in life. So with this podcast, the outcome is designed to bring you value, to make it worth your time. Happy Money Monday, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Win-Win Effect podcast. This is Chris Ross. On our previous episode, Wes Bays and I must have struck a nerve with all the listeners that have been tuning in. I cannot tell you how grateful we are for all the feedback that we've received over the previous week. So for today's episode, what Wes and I are going to do is we're going to break down some of the questions pertaining to how to develop the mental toughness to be successful with your buyers. Before kicking it up a couple notches and diving in, take the time and click on the link in the description box. You will find more information about our show, how to connect with myself and my team, a feedback form for you to share some of your takeaways on what you're learning with our episodes, and any kind of offers that we do bring up in our show. And just to let you know, anything we do offer will be completely free. It's our way of showing our appreciation to all of our listeners out there. All right, is everyone ready? Let's dive right in. Wes, on the last conversation that we had on episode 34, how to get unstuck, I think we struck a nerve with a lot of the listeners out there. I think so too. I think it was a, it was a pretty personal topic. Especially with everything going on right now with the pandemic, and I'm not going to get into it because I'll go into conspiracy theory type of conversation. We just had it b- briefly before we started recording this. But a lot of the questions that were sent in by the listeners, and thank you so much, guys. That really does mean the world to me and Wes and the rest of the team. When you send in questions, a lot of the questions pertaining to how to develop the right habits now that you've let go of all that emotional baggage. I mean, what are some things that jump out to you the most, you know, with some of the questions? I think, you know, when one thing that really from all the questions that jumped out to me was just priority. Right. You know, just the, the word priority and and, you know, how important something to you is. And I know th- I think some of that is also influenced by everything that is going on right now. But it's just like where where is your mind going? What's what is your priority, and what's you know what's urgent to you right now? And what's urgent to you is what's most important. Everybody in life, you know, has different priorities, and when you start uncovering what's important, 
then that's where your true motivation is. It's what's going to drive you and give you the motivation. I mean, you have to have the ability to work hard and respond resiliently to failure and adversity. That's the inner quality, Wes. I think that's where you know a lot of the questions were is how to develop the right type of mindset and have remarkable mental toughness. Yeah, and and that's you know it, that's an area that it comes in in multiple ways. You know, building that mental toughness, I I truly believe it comes in multiple ways. Some of it I will say that you can control. Some of it also comes with your experience, and I think us kind of digging into that today is going to help people understand what they can truly do to start building that up. I mean, you have to ask yourself. I mean, are you the kind of person who wants to achieve massive success in your life, personal and business? I mean, do you have the mental toughness to make that happen? That mirror that we kind of held up last week, if you really paid attention to some of the things that Wes and I were discussing, we pretty much put a mirror up and made you look in it. Did you like the reflection? Did you like what you've seen? I mean, I think we all can agree, Wes, that no matter your ambitions and achieving success, can be difficult. And over time, the daily grind can take a toll on your physical, mental, and emotional energy. You mentioned last week that your standards of physical and your you know physical fitness changed because you compromised that to be able to start focusing on how you can be more successful financially. And I did the same thing. And we, we both relate to this, but you need to make sure you're focusing on all areas of your life. That's where you'll see the most impact in your current situation. I, I completely agree with that because, you know, the people, they're always looking for balance, right? But I truly believe balance in your life just comes from from you from within and what you choose to allow to be a priority for you, right? Going back to that right. same thing. And so even for myself, at some point, there was there was a point where I had a a priority on trying to relax. And what let me say, what let me tell you kind of what I mean by that is, not rela- you know, more like downtime. I was like, you know, I need some, in my own head, I needed some downtime. But the thing is, I never got it because everything that I was doing was, you know, hustle, 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 hustle. But what was happening is in my mind, I'm like, I'm, I'm craving downtime, right? And that was a weakness. That was a weakness because not because I was getting it, I still wasn't getting it, but because I was longing for it. And so my priorities changed to where I was like, I don't care for that anymore. When I stopped caring for that, so nothing's changed. I'm still doing the same exact thing, but nothing's changed. But the way that I feel my relationship to that need to just want to be able to, you know, go and watch some TV, right? Or go and sit down and watch a movie once in a while. And not that those things aren't, you shouldn't do them. You should do them and, and they're healthy in certain ways. But because it's no longer my priority, it's helped me now be able to feel a lot more balanced just because, again, it's, I'm still doing the same things, but it's because how I feel and and what my mind is doing and what my mind is telling me. I hope that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. You got to keep it moderate. I mean, top performers, you know, will face up and downs along through their path to success. And, you know, like you mentioned, they face failure, burnout, discouragement, you know, fatigue, you know, self-limiting beliefs, stress, and so much more. I mean, so the big question is, is how do some people continually strive towards their personal goals year after year? Why others give up on them. A lot of people don't realize, and it just goes back to self-reflection and just keeps leading right back to this one. You have to be able to sit back and measure and reassess what's going on in your life and be honest with yourself. I mean, what kind of advice would you give to someone is going through this and they're trying to develop the right habit and the productive habit to be able to be more effective with their sellers? 
Yeah, the so think about it this way. So for the longest time, and I mentioned before that at some point I'd given up on my health and because I was focused more on, you know, the financial picture and building businesses and things along those lines. And what happened was because now my habits were poor, right? I've, I have created poor habits because of the fact that I I was trying to go after one thing and letting go of another. And so what but you have to stop looking at it that way. What it needs to, what it, when it comes down to it is when you start to prioritize something when it's actually important to you, you will pick up the habits, right? I started eating well, I started going consistently to the gym because at that point, I I got to a point where my health was so bad that I was starting to have a lot of chest pains, I couldn't breathe, and at that point I'm like if I don't make a change, I'm, I potentially might die. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. And so now it's a priority. I was forced into a priority. And so because of that, my habits now changed to, to make me have to do the certain things that I want to do. And funny enough, I fell in love with that process. Now I enjoy eating well. I enjoy going back to the gym because of my, me, you know, I, I always was the kind of person that was in the gym. I always had healthy habits. So that wasn't natural to me. Me being unhealthy was not natural. And so I went back to a more natural, my natural ways and picked up those positive habits again. And so if you want positive habits, it doesn't, it doesn't start with the habit. It starts with what you feel like is a priority and what's absolutely essential for you to get to where you want to go. And so that's why a lot of times on sales calls, um, and I've talked about this a few times, is a lot of times we'll enhance the feelings of negativity or pain. And the reason we'll do that to a prospect is because what we're trying to do is make, or we're trying to isolate the outcome so that it feels like it's the only way and that's the top priority for the person. Why? Because then they'll actually take ownership over the habits. They'll take ownership over what they need to do to get to that outcome versus us, us just telling them what they need to do. Because again, it all comes from within. You can control it all. You can control what you do, what you don't do. And again, don't focus on the habit, focus on the outcome and the priority of why you're doing it. And then you'll naturally pick up those habits. And yeah, sometimes you might need to force them for two, three weeks for you, for it to become a true habit of yours, but you'll be able to do it more effortlessly because you know why you're doing it in the first place. Right. I mean, your goals are going to wear you down any way you look at it and leave you feeling exhausted for myself included. I mean, when I'm really striving for a certain goal and I'm pushing myself because I know that if I keep pushing myself when I'm feeling pain or getting bogged down in my own emotional bullshit and my, you know, that voice in your head, Wes, there's two voices that usually happen. There's that one that's the loudest and it's telling you to quit and it's telling you to give up and it's okay, making it okay for you. But if you can try to block that one voice, the loudest voice out of your brain and listen to the little small little voice is telling you to push that's where your passion comes from. I mean, the secret to outstanding achievement is not talent, but it's a special blend of passion and persistence. I mean, you got to be able to like say, all right, I sucked yesterday, but <laughs> I fell. I ate a cheeseburger or, you know, I decided not to work really hard on a certain goal for my business, or I decided not to ask that what, when, why question when a buyer came back with something stupid. And I knew I should have dug down to the core. We all kind of cut corners, but it's okay. You got to be okay with that. Other times our goals can get very difficult and success seems impossible because you lose hope, becoming discouraged and you want to quit and you give it up yourself. 
you're only in competition with yourself, Wes. And I hope the listeners are really understanding that. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you're on a sales team and you're you know, hitting the middle of the pack and you maybe hit the top. But that's one of the hardest things for people is when they do hit the top, it's one of the hardest parts is staying at the top because someone's going to keep coming after you. And that can break you down. I think that's part of one of the reasons why I almost burnt myself out because I was trying to reach the pinnacle level of success in my own mind and what I even felt. But now I realize, and after you turn yourself into another version you of yourself, you sit back and go, well, shit, that wasn't even a level that I was trying to hit. That was just a ceiling. <laughs> I mean, have you, have you experienced something similar? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's funny, going back to what you're saying is, I, I was uh, watching a video, I think it was two days ago, I was watching a video by um, Eric Thomas, and he goes by ET. And he was he was saying, you know, if he, he they were asking, I think he was asking a question or he was asking the crowd the question, basically he was saying, you know, do you think I could kill an alligator? Right. And and basically what his ultimate point was, if I want to kill an alligator, all I got to do is make sure that it's full before I go after it because, <laughs> you know, it just ate because now it's satisfied. Right. So now that it's satisfied, it's complacent. Right. So that the whole point of that is you got to stay hungry. Right. And that's where your motivation comes in. I mean, that's where that is where your true why comes in. And yes, you're going, you know, there's always going to be different versions of success in your own mind. And at some point in reflection, you're going to go back and you're going to see what was really a priority, what was real and what wasn't, you know, and what your true ladder of success needs to look like. And you're constantly going to reevaluate and you need to do that. The other thing that I would tell people too, is that it's very, very important that you create the environment that allows you to be able to build those habits, that allows you to be able to have those priorities consistently over time. Anybody can have a priority and start and start their habit, quote unquote, for a short period of time. But the consistency when things get tough, when things get hard, when when you don't feel like doing it, that's that's where you need to make sure you have the right environment. For me personally, what I found was, and you know, and it, sometimes it leads to isolation. But what I found was, I have to be very careful who I surround myself by. Because, you know, because there's most most of the people that I know will try to drag me down or will allow me to have an excuse or they'll put some kind of negative talk into my head to where then I start adopting that and I start doubting myself. If you're around people that make you doubt yourself for even a second, you need to change that environment for yourself and you need to be around people who won't do that and who will consistently encourage you. I mean, that's why having a mentor or a coach a lot of times is very important because that's that's the the consistent voice of positivity and the you know that allows you to keep on going consistently so you need to have that's a huge piece of it i don't think we probably don't talk about enough is make sure you're so for me i I have very very few people that i communicate with on a day-to-day basis because i'm very very i'm very very sensitive to that because i know how much it impacts me and so i need to ensure because i know how much it in fact impacts me i need to ensure that i'm only surrounded by the right people and not to say that you and what I mean by that isn't, it's not that you can't be around people that, you know, sometimes are negative or everybody's negative at times. Everybody goes through hard times in life. It's not about that. It's the intention behind it. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the people who have the intention and, and but truly do they adopt the, the successful, you know, person's mentality and mindset. And that's okay because you can learn from each other, right? So if you're with somebody else and they have that same mindset and they do something that is good, 
you learn from that. They do something that is wrong, you learn from that, right? And vice versa, they learn from you because everybody's going to make mistakes. But the only consistent is the intention to be great. The intention is everything. Because it, you can't judge someone sometimes by their actions. You judge it by, you know, what they intended to do. Right. Because it, maybe they're not have enough knowledge or experience just yet to be able to overcome that obstacle in life or that situation. And a lot of people try to worry about things, Wes, and I totally agree with what you're saying. They worry about all the moving parts that they can't control. And one of the best steps, I guess one of the first steps of being able to develop more mental toughness in, in, in a positive habit, in a healthy habit, is always at like you are in control and total control of your life. Now, Chris, I know that that I know that you feel the same way about your environment and how important that is, because I know we've had conversations about that before. So I guess it would be good for the listeners, um, you know, from maybe from your standpoint, what do you currently do to audit? your surroundings? It's a good question. I know a lot of listeners are probably going to think I'm a little crazy, Wes. And I mentioned this tactic or technique, and it was shared to me by someone that I looked up to in the past. And he asked me one time, is how much time do you waste on things that you can't control? And that's a really impactful question. And I had to sit back and think about it because I knew that he wanted me to go a little bit deeper rather than just a surface level answer. Then he, and I said, well, I don't know. And he goes, well, that's the problem. You don't know how much time you're wasting on things that you can't control. And they're actually preventing you from reaching that type of level of success you're looking for. And he told me, he said, listen, this is what I want you to do. On Sunday, when you wake up in the morning, get a piece of paper and write out what you're trying to accomplish. And when you wake up in the morning on Monday, what I would like for you to do is audit the people that you work with Audit the people you spend your time with. Could be in your personal life, could be in any situation, Wes. Then go, you know, get through the week. Go on Saturday, do your thing on Saturday, have your weekend. But on Sunday night, before you go to bed, I want you to write down, is that person helping you get to your bigger outcome that you're trying to accomplish? If not, cross it out. If Are they preventing you? Are they helping you? This audit, Wes, made such a huge impact in my current like life as to how I live my life. The biggest thing for people is feeling like they want to they don't want to let people down around them. But if it's hurting you and it's preventing you from reaching a level of success you're looking for and if they actually love you, they'll understand that. Would you agree? I would. This is this is such a sensitive topic because I I faced very similar things myself. And I think most people do mm -hmm. because, you know, you can't control who, who or what you're born into, but you can still control your environment. And so it's extremely tough. Like what you're talking about right now, Chris, I mean, people need to understand it's such a tough thing. It's way easier said than done. But again, it goes back to is what you're trying to accomplish that important that you're willing to make what you feel like right now would be a sacrifice. And you, and it doesn't mean that you have to cut communication with people. It doesn't mean any of that. But your day-to-day -day surroundings, what does that look like? You can love people from a distance. You can see people once in a while. Yep. Right? And so, but your day-to-day, -day, what does that look like? Because what it looks like is what's influencing you. Right? And even if it's just for a second, if you know, if that person, for example, if you're around a person that is so toxic, that being around them once makes you question exactly what you're, you know, what you're doing and if it's a good idea. You need to do one of two things. You need to confront that person and address it 
Or if you're not going to do that, you need to avoid that person at all costs. And that's hard when you really love that person. And I, and I totally get it, you know, and it was hard for me. And I started separating myself around from, from people that I knew that were toxic. And then I, somewhere down the road, Wes, and somewhere down the line of my path and my journey, I realized that the closest people that I had to me were the ones who were hurting me. And that's a hard conversation. It's a hard decision to make, especially for if those are the type of people you're trying to do it for, because they don't sometimes see your vision. Your, they can't see your vision unless you be able to communicate it properly. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, yeah, that's that, that's such an important piece because you know what? And in the same breath and what we're talking about right now, you know, there's been people in my life who I felt were toxic, but after going through some extremely tough times in our relationship, turned out to then actually, they, they made a change in themselves that made me want to be around them again, you know, and made them a more positive influence and it was people in my life that I thought would never, like it was like so far-fetched that I thought would ever change. And they did. And so what I would say is give people the chance. If you, you know, confronting them and giving them that chance, it's okay. But also, you know, detaching yourself sometimes might also help them see what they've been doing wrong. And and But either way, you need to have a consistent positive surroundings in order for you to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. A lot of times people need to train people how you want to be treated. Right. Retrain them. If you start separating yourself emotionally, you know, whatever, from someone situated, a toxic person, and you start doing well, and this could, and this is going to get really personal for myself, but I'm going to let it go. Everyone's going to have haters in their life, Wes. I can't wait to have five more by Thursday. Yeah. There's toxic people that I had around my life that are no longer a part of my life right now. That's my driving force, but it's not the only driving force. This is where you can get yourself in a really tough situation because when you reach a level of success and you achieve your goal, it lasts for 15 fucking seconds. <laughs> then you know what to do with it. You have to keep changing that true motivation. But haters, I want to give them a front row seat to my success, Wes. And I'm, I might even get the popcorn for you because that's my extra nudge that I'm going to need to be successful. And people say, hey, good luck, Chris. Successful people don't believe in luck. Luck is for fucking losers. I'm driven by my destiny. It's what I'm supposed to be doing. So when I have people get on the phone with me and they tell me, I can't do it. I can't do this. What do you think happens on that phone call? <laughs> A lot of realizations. You know, Of course, you have to look at the rapport level and the attitude and the personality type and how I deliver it. But I will put a mirror up and let them see them cry in the mirror saying, I can't do it. Anybody can do anything they set their mind to. You just got to find why you want to do this. And the only way to do that is to act like you're in total control of your fucking life. And you are complete control. Stop wasting mental energy worrying about what might happen to you. You can put all your effort into making things happen. You can't control luck, but you can definitely control you. Can you not, Wes? You absolutely can. And, you know, one, one piece of advice I would give people is, and I'm going to try to make as much sense of this as I possibly can, is you have to have layers of why. The, you have to have layers of the ideal outcome that you're trying to get to. You have to have layers of motivation. What I mean by that is think about goals. But most people make goals. They make what? Short-term, mid-term, long-term goals, whatever that means, right? And so you have to have the same thing with what drives you. 
And so, because here's the thing is making a million dollars, for example, if that's your thing, that's great and all, but how far is that actually going to drive you? So you need to have things that are very sensitive to you. So like for myself, you know, it starts with family, right? And there's that driving force, but that's only going to take me so far because if you really think about it, to, to give my family a great life, I only have to reach a certain level of success technically, if you think about it. But then what's the next driving force? What's the next mm -hmm. thing that's going to get me to, to where, to that next step to where I don't get complacent, right? And I keep right. up those habits and I increase on them. Great. I'm there. What's my, what's my next one? Then what's at the, at the end, my, 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 there is no last one because ultimately what I'm trying to do, my, my biggest motivation is I'm trying to make the most impact I can in this world before I die. And so that means that I need to keep moving. But if, if, if my motivation went from family to make an impact on the world before I die, then there's a huge gap there, right? So I need to fill it with the different stepping stone motivations that are going to keep me going and driving me in order to, to keep me increasing my level of success and not, not allowing myself to become complacent and always picking up new habits and consistently working on myself. Just like love in business or success or money or I don't know, fulfillment in life is multifaceted. There's so many different layers to everything. You can't just say, oh, I love that person. That's why I don't want to put them through that type of situation. That's bullshit. Well, I want to be successful. Everybody wants to be successful in what? Be specific. Here's the hard part about developing mental toughness, Wes is you have to be able to put aside things you have no ability to impact completely. Mental strength is like a muscle. You mentioned something like that, I think, in one of the previous episodes. No one has an unlimited supply. So why waste your power on things you can't control? For some people, it's politics or this coronavirus bullshit. For others, it's family. For others, it's global warming. I don't know. I haven't heard that one in a while, though. But whatever it is, you care and you want others to care. Fine. So what can you do? You can be a listening ear for the people that are struggling with this pandemic and people freaking the fuck out and walking around with looking like Bubble Boy back in like the 90s, that movie. Or you get recycle for global warming. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. But the main thing is you got to be able to control you. No one cares more about you than you. No one. Your love, the way you feel you know, in relationships, your family, success, whatever you do for a living, no one gives a shit as much as you do. Give a shit about yourself. Develop a mental toughness and realize, hey, listen, I'm going to set aside my feelings and the things that I want to do in my relationships momentarily or temporarily until I get to a certain level in this area and then go back to those areas and be able to, you know, enrich their lives with it. I mean, it just goes out to my family and my family had to watch me go through it. It's kind of like one of those things you have to experience, Wes, is that I started pulling myself away from my family a little bit. It wasn't because I didn't want to be around them and I didn't love them, but I pulled myself away from them a little bit because I needed to focus on something and turn myself into another version of myself and find that version. And when I did, I'm more impactful for them now. That's the ability to be able to understand and be disciplined enough to work on something bigger than yourself. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, here's the thing is a lot of people, a lot of people like they think about it differently. Like what we're saying right now, they think about it differently, especially when we're talking about environment. They think that, oh, you know, my family's, or if, say if I'm detaching myself from a certain member of my family or whatever it may be, whoever the person is, 
that, you know, oh, I think uh, they're going to think that I think I'm better than them and they're going to hate me and they're going to do all this, all these whatever that you put in your mind. Right. And so what you got to understand, it's not about being better than anybody or it doesn't have to do anything with that. It has to do with the fact that what, from what you just said, Chris, is you have a certain outcome that you want to achieve and it takes a certain certain amount of steps and transformation to get there. And that means that you have to detach yourself so you can go on your journey. Okay. Cause that journey for you, you have to walk at your, in the beginning, you're walking at it alone until you start meeting the people that you can start walking with. And so you need to, you need to understand that. But again, it goes back to what is, what is it your priority? Is this something that you really truly want? Because let's face it, there's going to be times where it sucks. There's going to be a lot of times where it sucks, where you're going to second guess yourself. And so you need to make sure that that's that there's no matter what in, in your mind, you will either achieve this or or die. Right. Like that's how it ha- that's that's the amount of priority when it takes to do something so true. that significant and, and at that level or else you can always play in the mediocre pool. Right. Because that's an easy pool to play in. Focus on impressing yourself only. Right. That's the only gratification that I actually seek is when I'm proud of myself. Like no one likes you for your clothes. And I hope the listeners pay very close attention to this shit. No one likes you for your car that you drive, the watch you possess, your, your title for your position and whatever you are, your accomplishments. Those are all just things. People may like your things, but that doesn't mean they like you. Sure, like superficially, they might seem to like you as. Like genuine relationships make you happier to be around that person. And the only form genuine relationships when you stop trying to impress everybody else fucking around you and start trying to just be your damn self. A lot of people, when they come to me, Wes, and they go, Chris, how can you develop confidence in sales? How did you develop all this confidence? I stopped giving a shit whatever was thought about me. I learned that I embrace failure more than I actually enjoy success because I... That's, that's made me who I am as a salesperson, business person, whatever in life. I, I'm, what I'm going through you know, in my life and what I've been through in my, going through in my life, and I've always pushed through that pain, I know that that's my secret to success is that I have the ability to get my head down, focus on the bigger outcome, and push through pain. I know that, but it takes hard work and dedication. You can, I just don't wake up one day... Wes and be like, oh, I don't really want to do this shit. Of course, I'm going to feel that way. But I find those little icing on a cupcake or the sprinkles on a cupcake and a little secret motivation that I find and pick out from the universe and be like, all right, I that's my extra little bit of motivation I need to be able to push me through and get up. Like when you get emotional or you shed a tear, that's pain leaving your body. Your Every tear you shed gets you stronger. It, it, it helps you. You get it. Like, that's why I pray. When I, I mentioned this before, when I go to pray West, I feel like everything just leaves me. Then I get out and walk out of there and go, all right, I'm ready to conquer the world now. Whatever you find, whatever helps you, but you got to count your blessings. That's why waking up and going through your grateful states, what you're grateful for. I'm grateful. I don't have the coronavirus. <laughs> I'm grateful that <laughs> I'm grateful that I have water. I'm grateful that I'm able to get food. I'm grateful that I be, I'm able to work from home and not be infected by all these crazy people out there. Whatever it is, count your blessings. Can you breathe? Do you have do you have air in your lungs? Do you have a voice? There's so many things that we take for granted in our lives and 
some of those things from preventing me from really reaching that other level. And I couldn't really figure out why am I not actually hitting this certain type of level? Because I'm addicted to success. I'm addicted to growth. And then when I can't hit those numbers or I can't push myself and get to the next level because I didn't realize, Wes, that I was losing in so many different areas of my life and go, all right, now I'm going to start pissing myself off because I'm going to have to get a mirror and look at myself in a mirror. That's a hard thing for people, especially when you hit a certain level of success and you don't want to admit it to everybody else. Right. Exactly. And that, well, and that's exactly when, when ego can get in the way, but you know, that's where, that's where gratitude also comes in, you know, and it's funny that you say that because that's one of my main driving forces because there's two things. One, the gratitude for what I have and two, the driving force for not wanting to lose it. Right. And, and that that also pushes me day by day aside from my goals and the milestones that I'm trying to hit as well. But people people do need to practice that. They, knew, they need to practice that gratitude because even like back on Saturday, you know, and last Saturday I wanted, I didn't feel like doing anything to be quite honest with you. I did not feel like working. I did not feel like putting in the time. But that part of it with gratitude and also the fact that my only, I feel like my only option in life is to keep on going in the journey that I'm on. It made it so that I can put my feelings aside and I can go and I can go and, uh, and do what I need to do. Same thing with going to the gym, same thing with eating healthy, whatever the habit is that I'm trying to build or that, uh, you know, a person is trying to build. It's the fact that that is the only option because without it, I know that I'm not going to go in the direction I need to go. Because I know that if I don't go to the gym, I'm going to feel like complete shit and it's going to affect my whole day. And I know these things. And so when it becomes a priority where I can't allow myself to fall back like that because it's going to affect a much bigger purpose, that's that's when I my priority really kicks in and my habits really transform. Because now you need to start, you need to measure the opportunity cost. And I might be one of the only you know crazy people on earth that thinks this way, but I look at everything that I do as an opportunity cost from the meal that I eat, the what I do and don't do, from the decisions I make. I look at everything as an opportunity cost. And I think about myself, if I made this certain decision today, how, how, what's the timeline that it affects? What's the revenue amount that it affects? Right? What's the relationship that it affects? And I think about all of those things. And when I think of myself as the center of influence for all of those things in my life, now I realize that I'm held accountable to so many areas, so I cannot fail. So I need to keep moving forward. You said so many golden nuggets just then that I, I'm going to hope to pick out a couple of them for all the listeners to really pay attention to. Let me ask you a question first before I do that. Say, for instance, you, don't, you mentioned gym and you don't go to the gym. Do you feel like you've let yourself down when you don't go? Absolutely. I've let myself down. And also I've let other people down as well. Okay. What emotion do you feel? What I would the the biggest emotion, there's a few different ones. One of them is, I think there's a level of sadness. There's a level of anger and, you know, but overall disappointment, you know, just that sinking feeling of disappointment. That's what I was looking for. So the disappointment, like my parents, you know, they can yell at me or do whatever they had to do when I was a kid. But if my mom or my dad said that they were disappointed in me, I was so deflated, like it hurt deep. But a lot of people need to realize this comes from your childhood. And a lot of people can't deal with disappointment or regret, especially for themselves. I want everybody to write this down, please. 
what Wes is alluding to is the past. Everything is happening right now is the past and then it moves on. That's it. But you got to see the past as a valuable training and nothing more. That's it. You can change your life in one second, Wes. Yep. And it's all about your perspective. The past is valuable. Learn from your mistakes. Learn from the mistakes of others. Then let it the fuck go. Easier said than done though, right? Yeah. I mean, it depends on your perspective, what I'm talking about. But sometimes when bad things happen to you, seize an opportunity to learn from it that you didn't know before. When another person makes a mistake, don't just learn from it and see it as an opportunity to be kind. Oh, it's okay. You'll get through it. I went through something similar. You just took it away from them. Let them experience it. Forgiving and being understanding about what they're going through and let them say, listen, first thing you need to do when someone does something bad, I'll say, you need to forgive yourself first. That's the first step. Forgive your part in that situation. And, that, and that's really true because, you know, that's actually a point I meant to, to touch on as well is that, you know, that's the other side of it where you can't be too hard on yourself either. You know, you know, there's there's two sides of it. There's a side of it where you have to take accountability and responsibility, but you can't be so hard on yourself that it makes you quit altogether, right? So, for example, let's go back to the gym example. You know, if I don't go for one day, what used to happen before, if I didn't go for one day, I would just stop going altogether because I felt like I failed myself to the point where there's no return. And it's a complete stupid way of thinking, right? But it's completely irrational, but that's just how it is. And again, going back to your point about a lot of it stems from your childhood. But now if I if I skip one day or if I don't go that day, I'm still going to go back tomorrow because it's just, it's still part of my routine, my habits. It's not, it's no longer that I can just stop and go back because there is no going back anymore. Now it's just forward. And so again, but that's because now I'm not going to be too hard on myself. I know I'm still looking good. I'm still, I'm still going to feel good. And actually I just get even more excited to go back tomorrow because I'm like, you know, I don't feel so great today because I didn't go. I'm excited for tomorrow because I'm going to feel really good. And so any habit you're trying to build on, especially with mental toughness, part of mental toughness means that you kind of have to allow yourself, well, allow yourself to feel whatever it is. That's important. But then also allow yourself to just let it go. And if you need to take responsibility, take responsibility, but then let it go so you can focus on the, the positivity and the solution and the outcome and whatever it is you need to focus on versus focusing on the regret. And that's the slippery slope that people fall into and they go to the regret and it goes into resentment. Your past doesn't define you, ladies and gentlemen. Just because that you put yourself in a tough situation and you reacted in a certain way that you don't feel that it was the best way for you to react, it's okay. Let it go. Forgive yourself. Shit, move on. Now you're a part of the solution, not part of the problem anymore. Forgive all the parties around them, even if they don't deserve it. But think about what went wrong, but only in terms of how you will make sure the next time you and the people, and it could be different, around you will know how to make sure it goes right in the way that you really want it to. When you get to that slippery slope that I'm talking about, Wes, when you go, ah, shit, I, I regret doing that. But if you keep talking to yourself and complaining about the freaking problem, the way that you conducted yourself or whatever type of situation, even on a sales call. You're going to go into that resentment phase. And that goes back to what we talked about before, Wes, and we've had a lot of conversations, is about celebrating the success of others and believing in abundance, like holy. 
Because if you believe in abundance and you really want everybody else to be successful around you, there's enough money in the world. There's enough water in the world. There's enough whatever. When you start viewing life that way, a lot of great things will come your way. Because, you know, on the other side of that, uh, that belief in abundance and the, and the gratitude, you know, it gives you the ability instead of starting to regret things that go wrong because they still will in the future. It'll allow you to also see opportunity and be grateful for the clarity that you have. And that clarity is what? It's power. Power. Yeah. Power. You, if you have a clear mind, clear vision, clear how-tos and what to do, the opportunities you know, are limitless. The results, same way. There's a lot of energy throughout the day, Wes, that I wish I didn't waste my time on. But that every day that I wake up, God willing... It's a new opportunity for me to make those things right. It's another opportunity. So how many days are you going to let it go past? I mean, if you're a salesperson and you're trying to plug in all the holes with what we're talking about and how can you be more effective with your buyers, you need to fix yourself first. Fix yourself. And change only comes internal. It's never external. It's only when you actually take a look deep inside and realize why do I really want to accomplish this? And is it really worth my time and effort? Is it going to affect all the other things that I have going on in my life? This is difficult for people. And I'm, and I'm really enjoying, you know, going a little bit more in depth down to the core and root of you know, people's potential problems. But you got to fix it now. Why waste time? Don't talk about what's wrong every fucking day. No one gives a shit about your story. I talked about that last week. Take a deep look inside yourself. And really figure out, do I really want to be a top performer in sales? Ask yourself, why? Do you want to make more money? Great. Why? How many other ways can you make your, your life better? How can you fulfill all the areas of your life of making money? Being the best in sales. You don't have to be the best in sales in general. Just be your best version of yourself to be more impactful with your buyers. A lot of people, when they talk about mindset, they think the word set and mindset implies that they can't change things around them, but they can. And I hope this episode brought a lot of value and exposed that because they, some people are easily influenced by others and often get bogged down in their everybody else's emotional bullshit and is preventing them. And I hope this episode really brought a different level of understanding I mean, the first step development is self-awareness and we keep, everything just keeps driving back to that self-awareness. It's so important to understand our mindset and how we approach clients with the right sales techniques. And only then you'll be able to develop your skill to be a top performer in sales. I mean, any last words or any type of advice that you would give the listeners and before we move on to the next episode? Um, I'll, just leave, I'll just end off with one, one thing and that's, you know, th think about how hard it is to do what we're talking about. It's not easy. It doesn't, it, it's not in line with our human nature, with our survival instincts. It doesn't make any sense for us naturally to do this. And so what I want you to see in that is the true opportunity of what you can do because of the fact that, because of the fact that most people won't. And really, really for take, take a second to really think about that and realize that with just a matter of your effort, your conscious effort and you setting the right priorities for yourself, you can accomplish things that 98% of people never will. And it's all within your control. So as always, ask yourself, how can you get a little bit better each day? That 1% that 
Until the next episode, keep moving, keep growing, keep learning. Let's go with our day. Take care. Thank you for taking your time and listening to today's podcast of The Win-Win Effect. As a thank you for listening and tuning in, Chris is rewarding you with a placement course webinar with his team to point you in the right direction to massive success. In success, it's all about living a better quality of life. So at the very least, subscribe to the Win-Win Effect podcast so you don't miss the next episode. Feel free to share on your social media or simply tell a friend about it. Also, please rate and review the podcast. To find the free webinar and more information, please visit tcrconsultingagency.com.